0: إذاعة البيان تقدم لكم هذا البرنامج سائلين الله عز وجل أن ينفعنا به
1: بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أحييكم أيها الأخوة والأخوات في هذا البرنامج الحي نستضيف في فضيلة الشيخ خالد عيسى ومعكم الشيخ جلال الشامي ونتطرق إلى بعض المواضيع المهمة في ركن من أركان الإسلام وهو ركن الزكاة ف نطلب من
0: الشيخ يقدم لنا شيئا من هذه المسائل المهمة بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن أما بعد أيها الإخوة المستمعون السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته لعلنا في هذا اللقاء نتناول قضيتين من القضايا المتعلقة بالزكاة القضية الأولى هو ما يتعلق في مال الصبي ومال المجنون هل تجب الزكاة في مال الصبي الذي لم يبلغ وهل تجب الزكاة في مال المجنون ذهب جمهور أهل العلم إلى وجوب الزكاة في مال الصبي والمجنون وهذا هو مذهب الأئمة مالك والشافعي وأحمد واستدلوا على ذلك بأدلة منها قول الله عز وجل خذ من أموالهم صدقة تطهرهم وتزكيهم بها فقالوا الزكاة واجبة في المال الزكاة واجبة في المال فهي عبادة مالية تجب متى توفرت شروطها والشروط التي ذكرناها أمس كملك النصاب ومرور الحولي. أيضا استدل بقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهذا ذكرناه أيضا لما أرسل معاذا إلى اليمن وقال له أعلمهم أن الله افترض عليهم صدقة في أموالهم في أموالهم تؤخذ من أغنيائهم وترد على فقرائهم فقالوا أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أوجب الزكاة في المال على الغني أوجب الزكاة في المال على الغني وهذا بعمومه يشمل الصبية الصغيرة والمجنونة إن كان لهما مال هناك حديث ضعيف رواه الإمام الترمذي وضعفه وهو أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ألا من ولي يتيما له مالٌ فليتجر فيه ولا يتركه حتى تأكله الصدقة من ولي يتيما له مال فليتجر به, فليتجر به لا يتركه حتى تأكله الصدقة لكن هذا الحديث وإن كان ضعيفا لكنه ثبت عن بعض الصحابة عن بعض الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم فثبت هذا من قول عمر رضي الله عنه يعني عمر رضي الله عنه قال هذا وثبت عنه وانظروا الى هذا القول يعني من ولي يتيما من له مال فليتجر به ثم علل ذلك عمر بقوله لا يتركه حتى تاكله الصدقة فهذا حكم من عمر رضي الله عنه ان ان الزكاه تجب في مال الصبي تجيب في مال الصبي وكان هذا بمحضر من الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم فدل ذلك على ان هذا الامر كان شائعا عندهم كان شائعا عندهم وروي ايضا هذا وروي وجوب اخراج الزكاه في مال الصبي عن علي وابن عمر وعائشه والحسن بن علي وجابر رضي الله عنهم إذن هذا ما استدل به جمهور أهل العلم على وجوب الزكاة في مال الصبي، استدلوا بفعل الصحابة وببعض الأدلة العامة ببعض الأدلة العامة من القرآن والسنة فجمهور أهل العلم على وجوب إخراج المال على وجوب إخراج الزكاة في مال الصبي والمجنون ولم يخالف في ذلك من الآئمة الأربعة إلا الإمام أبو حنيفة رحمه الله تعالى فلم يقل بوجوب الزكاة all praise due to Allah. May
1: Allah send His peace and blessings upon His final Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Um, dear brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu Alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We welcome you to the live program on Al Bayan Radio. Sheikh Khalid uh, is with us and as we have been for the past few days speaking about some of the important rulings of zakat and zakat is uh, the the obligatory charity which is one of the pillars of Islam and many people are oblivious and ignorant of the rulings of zakat even though it's one of the pillars of Islam so alhamdulillah the sheikh has chosen for us to discuss this important topic to shed light on this uh, the topic today that we're going to speak about is the wealth of uh, a child so the if if uh, a child who is below the age of maturity has wealth that either he he, he has inherited it from his parents uh, and they have passed away, and as well what is as well in this category is the wealth that is owned by an insane person. So they could have wealth, they could have had that wealth inherited as well, or they could have had that wealth before they were struck with that insanity and. Um, so what happens with their wealth? Because as we spoke about before, one of the conditions of zakat is that the person has to be sane and the person has to be mature. But how about the wealth of of, uh, of a young person of who's uh, below the age of maturity and also the insane person? The majority of the scholars uh, are of the opinion that the zakat is payable on their wealth. And that is uh, the majority of the scholars in Islam and the majority of the great imams, imam- Uh, Malik Imam al-Shafi'i Imam Ahmad With the exception of Abu Hanifa He said zakah is not payable on their wealth But it's still payable on their wealth If their wealth was crops uh, and uh, but by and large, as we said, the majority of the scholars say that zakat is payable on their wealth, and they the proof they use for this is the general proofs of zakat. While well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, "Take from their wealth a charity." So the so the zakat is an obligation on the wealth itself. Notwithstanding who is the owner of the wealth, since that this is this is wealth, so the charity is payable on the wealth itself, and also. According to the hadith uh, that we mentioned as well, the hadith of Muadh, where the Prophet ﷺ he said to Muadh that if they, uh, if the people have accepted Islam and they have performed their prayer, then inform them that Allah has obligated upon them uh, a tax on their wealth, a portion of their wealth that they take from um, from the rich among them and give it to the poor among them. So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that uh, that it is a charity on their wealth. Uh, so these are the general proofs. Also, there is a more specific proof—a narration found in Imam Tirmidhi—but uh, Imam Tirmidhi himself classified this hadith to be weak. But even though there is weakness in the narration. In it's attrib- in the narration being attributed to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and attributed to the sayings of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself nevertheless the meaning and the application of the hadith is accepted because uh, it was because if not it was attributed to the prophet it was uh, this statement and this opinion is definitely attributed to the companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this was unanimously agreed and accepted by the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which makes it an acceptable principle for us, and that um, that statement is that it is attributed, that it is said that whoever takes the guardianship of an orphan who has wealth, who has inherited wealth, so it's an orphan who has inherited wealth, then let him trade with that wealth, so that the wealth is not consumed by the zakat, because or else if we keep the wealth and then each year the each year that passes, then a, a portion of that wealth is going to be eaten away in terms of it's going to be paid in zakat, And so the, the orphan is going to be uh, left with a, a, a less amount of money. So we recuperate some of that money by trading with the wealth of the orphan. So as I said, even though uh, the, this narration being attributed direct or uh, uh, being attributed to the Prophet ﷺ is uh, may not be authentic, but it is authentic. narrated of the statements of Umar. Also, it is narrated from Aisha. Also, it is narrated from Abdullah bin Umar, Jabir bin Abdullah, Ali bin Abi Talib, and al Hassan bin Ali, Allahu anhum jami'an.
0: Aljamhur, ayyuhal ikhwa, yufarquna bayna al-ibadat al-badaniya wal-ibadat al-maliyya. فالجمهور يقول أنه لا يجب على الصبي ولا على المجنون الصلاة والصيام لكن قالوا لأن العبادات البدنية ربما لا يتحملها بدن الصبي بدن الصبي بخلاف الحقوق المالية فهي تجب على الصبي وأعطى مثالا لذلك لو أن صبياً لو أن صبيا أتلف مالا للغير، لنقول أن صبيا اعتدى على ملك الغير، على بيته، على سيارته، فأتلف ذلك الملك. فجمهور العلماء قالوا أنه يجب على ولي الصبي أن يتحمل, أن يتحمل هذا الإتلاف من مال الصبي ويدفعه. من مال الصبي فلو أتلف مال إنسان فإنه يجب عليه ضمانه من ماله ضمانه من ماله فإذا عرفنا ذلك فيجب على ولي الصغير والمجنون إخراج الزكاة عنهما من مالهما كلما حال عليه الحول ولا ينتظر بلوغ الصبي ولا ينتظر بلوغ الصبي يعني الذي يتولى مال الصبي مال الصغير ومال المجنون هو ينبغي عليه أن يخرج زكاة هذا المال ولا ينتظر إلى أن يفيق المجنون ولا إلى أن يبلغ الصبي هذا ما قرره العلماء قال ابن قدامة في المغني فإن الولي يخرجها عنهما من مالهما لأنها زكاة واجبة فوجب إخراجها كزكاة البالغ العاقل والولي يقوم مقامه في أداء ما عليه الولي يقوم مقامه في أداء ما عليه ولأنها حق واجب على الصبي والمجنون فكان على الولي أداؤه عنهما كنفكة أقاربه هذا عند الحنابلة وقال النووي في المجموع الزكاة عندنا واجبة في مال الصبي والمجنون بلا خلاف قال ويجب على الولي إخراجها من مالهما كما يخرج من مالهما غرامة المتلفات يعني لو أن الصبي أو المجنون أتلف مال الغير فالولي هو الذي سيسدد أو سيضمن هذا المال المتلف لن يضمنه من ماله سيضمنه من مال الصبي ومن مال المجنون وقال أيضا فإن لم يخرج الولي الزكاة وجب على الصبي والمجنون بعد البلوغ والافاقه إخراج ما مضى إخراج زكاة ما مضى لأن الحق توجه إلى مالهما، لكن الولي عصى بالتأخير، فلا يسقط ما توجه إليهما. فعند عند الشافعية يرون أن الولي إذا لم يقم بذلك أنه عاصٍ، وأنه ينبغي على يجب عليه أن يخرج زكاة المال عن عمن تولى من صغير. او مجنون وانه اذا لم يفعل ذلك فانه يكون قد عصى ثم وجب على على الصبي وعلى المجنون اذا افاق ان يعني على الصبي اذا بلغ وعلى المجنون اذا افاق ان يخرج بعد ذلك يعني عند الافاقه وعند البلوغ
1: the worships that are physical worships practical worships and worships that are financial commitments so physical worships or practical worships like prayer and fasting are not obligated upon the child who is below the age of puberty nor on the insane but financial uh, financial obligations are binding upon children uh, or people who are below the age of puberty, and upon those who are insane. And the example they have given is that uh, it is not obligated for a child or someone who is insane to pray or to fast, but they are obligated. For example, if a child was to damage uh, the assets of another, was to was to ruin the assets of another, it would become liable upon uh, the the one who is responsible for that child to rectify. And pay back the, uh, the 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 goods that were damaged or the the items that were damaged or ruined. Uh, so as we can see that there is a clear distinction between the sense of responsibility in in physical worships and this responsibility when it comes to financial commitments in Islam. So it is the responsibility of the guardian of the child or the guardian of the insane person to pay the zakat from the wealth of the child or the wealth of the insane person. So if they have inherited to take part of the inheritance that is required of the zakat and pay in zakat. And this is mentioned by Ibn Qudama in Al-Mughni and An-Nawaw in al majmu in the respective uh, Hanbali and, uh, and Shafi'i Madhabs. And they said that it is a requirement upon the guardian to pay the zakat from the wealth of the so not from his own wealth but rather from the wealth of the uh to, to pay the zakat of the child of the child and of the insane from their own wealth and if the guardian does not do that he would be considered um sinful and when these when the child reaches the age of puberty or if the insane person later on gains his consciousness and gains his sanity and uh, realizes that the zakat was not paid from their money then it is obligated for them to pay all of the zakat owing on their money for the years that have passed every year by year because this is an obligation uh, upon their wealth that is to be paid and the sin is not it would be on the guardian who did not fulfill that on their behalf
0: al mas'ala thaniya wa hi mas'ala muhimma wa kathir ma طلبة العلم ألا هي مسألة الدين يعني إذا كان للإنسان للغني له دين على إنسان آخر يعني أعطاه مالا كدين فهل يحسب هذا الدين من ضمن المال ويزكي عنه أو لا يحسبه من ضمن المال فلا زكاة عليه هذه مسألة مهمة كثير من الأغنياء ربما يدينون الناس أموالاً أحياناً تكون هذه الأموال أيضاً مبالغ كثيرة جداً فيسألون ما حكم هذه الأموال التي أعطيناها للناس على هذا الأساس على أساس أنها دين هل أزكي عنها؟ ولو أعطيتها على خمس سنوات أو عشر سنوات هل أزكي عنها كل سنة؟ فهذه أيضا مسألة مهمة فاعلموا أيها الإخوة أن العلماء قسموا الدين إلى حالتين الحالة الأولى أن يكون هذا الدين عند إنسان مقر به معترف بمقداره بادل له يعني إنسان أعطى إنسان آخر مالا على أساس أنه دين وهذا الطرف الآخر المدين هو معترف يقول معترف بهذا المال غير جاحد له وهو أيضا بازل له يعني إذا طلب منه هذا الدين يرجعه وهو قادر على أن يرجعه أيضاً يعني هو مقر به قادر على إفائه يعني أيضاً يبذله للدائن متى ما طلبه الحالة الثانية أن يكون هذا الدين عند إنسان معترف به لكنه معسر ليس موسر معسر ليس عنده مال ليرجع هذا الدين أو, أو أو عند إنسان مماطل عنده مال لكن عرف عنه بعدم إفاء الديون مماطل مماطل أو يكون عند جاحد له يعني الحالة الثانية إما أن يكون معترف به لكنه معسر لا لا يستطيع أن يف... أن يوفي الدين السلام عليكم Okay, brother, I've got a question to ask. No.
1: Come on. فضل. And, uh, and if a uh, one has bought, one has lent money to someone, it's a substantial amount, my blood. Yes. But they don't know when they're going to get them back. Is it my mm-hmm. blood to pay their zakat, because he doesn't know when he's going to get them back? We're, uh, we're just want. about to speak about this topic now. Okay. Come on. Assalamualaikum.
0: إذاً أيها الأخوة قلنا أن هناك حالتين mm-hmm. حالة إنسان أدانا إنسانا آخر مالا وهو معترف, وهو معترف بهذا الدين وهو موسر بازر لهذا المال متى طلب منه الحالة الثانية دين عند إنسان معترف به لكنه معسر معسر فقير لا يستطيع أن يوفي هذا الدين
1: هل يدخل في هذا شيخ أنه أحيانا واحد يدين آخر وقل له أرجعه لي على التيسير هذا يحصل كثير إنه, أنه مثلا أخ يدين أخاه مثلا لابني بيت أو كذا ممكن مئة ألف أو مئتين ألف ولا يحدد وقت يعني هو يقول له خلص حسب التيسير خمس سنين عشر سنين هل هذا يدخل في النوع الأول ولا
0: النوع الثاني نحن ننظر إلى حالة, إلى حالة المدين إلى حالة المدين هل هو مثلا كل ما يجمع لا ننظر نحن إلى حالة الدائن ننظر إلى حالة المدين لا. فهذا الحكم يتعلق بالشخص الذي أخذ هذا الدين لا. فإذا كان هو معترف به وهو موسر قادر على أن يرجع هذا المال فهنا نقول نعم يجب على الد... على الدائن مم. الذي أعطى هذا المال مم. أن يزكيه يعني ولو بقي هذا الدين لسنوات عند الطرف الآخر مم. لأن كأن ماله موجود فقال العلماء ماذا قال العلماء؟ قالوا أن هذا المال أصبح كالوديعة مم. يعني هو حافظ هذا المال عند الطرف الاخر كانه حطه في بنك ولا في كذا هو قالوا نعم انه هذا المال محفوظ كالوديعة عند الطرف الاخر نعم. نعم. فيجب عليه ان يزكيه كل سنة نعم. ولو استمر هذا لسنوات عديدة نعم واضح يعني الان يعني اللي يحصل كثير انه مثلا اخي
1: يريد ان يبني بيت فانا اعطيه ألف مثلا فهو مثلا كل شهر يعني يحصل مثلًا عشرة آلاف يدفعه لي خمسة آلاف يدفعه لي يعني ليس يعني ليس عنده المال موجودًا الآن لكن هو مقربه وكذا
0: فهو الظاهر أنه يكون في الصنف الثاني لا في الصنف الأول يعني هو مقربه هو وهو قادر على إفائه لكن ليس دفع واحدة
1: نعم ولكن ربما يستمر سنوات
0: ولو استمر سنوات ما أنه عنده يعني مال وهو قادر على إفائه ولو no. طيب, طيب. Yeah.
1: So just to translate what we were discussing here with the sheikh And this issue is a very very important issue And a lot of people ask about it As we can see one of the callers Jazakallah khairan called in to ask about this very same issue that we're actually now discussing, which is the issue of debt. If you have loaned someone money, uh, do, do you pay zakat on that money that you have loaned someone else? Because that's your money and you expect to get it back. That's why you have loaned the money. Uh, so do you pay zakat on that money? And Because sometimes it's a, it's a large amount of money. Do we consider it part of your money and so you have to pay zakat? Or do we not consider it part of your money and so you don't pay zakat? Because sometimes, as we said, it's a lot of money and sometimes, uh, you know, this debt stays with the other person, with the, with the, uh, with the debtor. In English, we call the one who gives the money as the creditor and the one who takes the money, who, who borrows the money is the debtor. So sometimes uh, the, the creditor gives the debtor the money and it stays with the debtor for, uh, it's a large amount of money, it stays with them maybe for, for years, maybe five years, maybe ten years. The scholars of Islam have divided debts into two categories when it comes to zakat. First of all, if you have loaned your money to someone, and that person, he uh, he recognizes that this is a debt. He doesn't deny that, you know, I don't owe you anything. No, you, you gave it to me as a gift or whatever, or, or I've already paid you back. This person understands and he admits that this is a debt and, and that it, he that it has to pay it back. And he is able to pay it back. Either he has got the money with him, but you know you say to him, you know when you know he's using the money or is trading with the money or whatever it may be, and any time you ask for it, he'll he'll give it back to you. Either he'll give it back to you in one hit or he will give it back to you in payments. So if it's this type of money that that it's it's the person recognizes that he owes you that money and he's able to pay you that money whether uh, immediately or over time, then that uh that uh, money is considered as if you have kept that money as a uh, uh, you have kept it you've stored that money with someone else so it's like it's actually it is actually your money it's as if you have it's almost as if you have access to it okay so in that case you do have to pay zakat on that money that you have loaned to someone else the second the, the second case is if you have loaned someone money and that person, he recognizes that he owes you the money but he is unable to pay it back he's unable he's unable to pay it back or for example uh or for example he's a person who can he can he's notorious for not paying people back and he always delays and delays and delays and you never know when you're going to get your money back if ever or for example he's a person that you've loaned the money and they deny that they have given you the money. They say no, I don't owe you anything, or I paid you back, or no, it wasn't a it wasn't a loan, it was it was a gift or whatever it may be. And inshallah we're going to speak about that topic, but generally that, that would not be considered part of your money, therefore it would not be considered that you have to pay zakat in that type of
0: loan. a person in musir in لكنه مماطل ربما يماطل لسنوات أو عند إنسان جاحد ربما جحده سنوات ثم يعني رجع إلى ضميره وأراد أن يدفعه إلى صاحبه فقال العلماء أن هذا المال مدام عند هؤلاء الأصناف من الناس عند إنسان مماطل أو موسر أو جاحد أنه لا يجب عليه أن يزكيه، إذا يزكي إذا رجع، إذا رجع فالعلماء يعني ذهبوا إلى أقوال منها أنه يزكيه لسنة واحدة، ومنها أنه لا يزكي حتى يحول عليه الحول، حتى يحوزها ثم تحول عليه الحول،, الحول. فقال يعني بعض العلماء المعاصرين إنه ابن باز ابن عثيمين الأحوط أن يزكيه يعني لعام واحد، وقال يعني بعض العلم يعني قالوا يزكيه لعام واحد وبعض العلماء قال لا يزكيه حتى يحول عليه الحول وهذا قول شيخ الإسلام ابن يعني قول شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية. نعم رحمه الله تعالى. فإذا المال إذا كان عند إنسان مماطل أو موسر أو جاهد لا زكاة عليه لكن إذا رجع إذا رجع no. So as we said, the second case is that
1: if you have loaned someone money And that person either he, he recognizes that, he, that it is a loan But he is unable to pay it He is, he is in financial strife, he's unable to pay He doesn't know when he's able to pay it, if ever or a person is a, or you have loaned your money to a person who was renowned for delaying the payment and you don't know when you're gonna get the money back if ever. Just every time you talk to him, uh, uh, inshallah, inshallah, next month and next year and next whatever keeps delaying you, you never know when you're gonna get your money back. Or for example, a person who denies ever uh, who denies that it's a debt in the first place. It says, No, I don't owe you anything. So these people if if you have loaned your money to this type of people then it's you know there's no hope of you getting that money it's like that money is lost so there's no zakat on it the issue is that let us say, for example, you have loaned your money to someone and he was unable to pay it back. And then, alhamdulillah, he's, he, he, his financial situation got better. And then years and years and years after, he said, look, I remember I, I borrowed $10,000 off you and I was unable to pay it. But now, alhamdulillah, I'm able to pay it back. Here's your 10000 And you had given up hope of ever, given, of ever getting that money. The scholars disagreed. So either, I'll give you examples of all of this. Years and years later, he gets his financial situation gets better and he gives you back that money. Or for example, as we said, the one who is renowned for always delaying that money. Let us say something happens to him or whatever and he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He pays back all the people that owe him money. So that person that you never, he, that person always for years and years, he always delays you, delays you. To, I know I've got your money, but um, give me another week, give me two weeks, give me next month. I'm waiting for my tax return. I'm waiting for this, waiting for that. He always just delaying you and you know he's got the money, but he's just delaying you. Let's say that all of a sudden, unexpectedly, he pays you back that money. Or for a person who denies learning that money and then he repents to Allah and whatever, And then he he knows deep down that he owes you the money, but he just used to say that he doesn't owe you anything. Then he repented. Then all of a sudden, to your surprise, he's paid you back that money, maybe after years. So in this case, even though those years you didn't pay Zakat on it because you didn't have hope of ever getting that money back, you didn't pay Zakat on it. But if you were to get your money back, then the scholars differed. Some of the more recent day scholars, they said that as soon as you get the money, you pay Zakat for one year, just for one year. Uh, sheik al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said that you don't pay zakat on it immediately. If you get that money back and you keep that money for a year
0: since you've got it back, then you pay zakat on it again. Mas'ala akhira, yani فتاجر الذي يبيع بضاعته بالدين وجاء وقت وقت الزكاة عليه ان يحسب هذه الديون التي له على التجار هو باع بضاعته لهم لكنه لم يقبض ثمنها باعهم بالدين فعند فعندما يخرج زكاه ماله يحسب ما له على الناس من ديون ويخرج زكاه a uh, uh,
1: next issue which is similar to this is that a lot of uh, people that deal in business, what they do, they give merchandise to their customers. They they give merchandise to their customers. They give them the products, but they don't receive the money from those products until maybe a, a while later. And so the person who was calculating his, like a, a merchant, uh, a person who was doing business, he counts all of the money that is owing to him he counts a part of his wealth as if he has gotten that money even though he hasn't actually physically got it yet he counts it as if it is there and he pays zakat on it because he expects to get it unless he doesn't expect to get it then it becomes in the second category he doesn't pay the
0: zakat on it unless by surprise he gets it and then as we said and someone had and the
1: the vast majority of people that do business do not give their merchandise and products to a, to a person uh, that will not that they don't expect who who will pay them back. so someone he he sells, for example, a perfumes, for example, he gives it to different shops to sell the perfumes. He doesn't take the money. From them, he gives them the products and then when they sell it, and then every every month or every three months or every six months or even sometimes a year or more, he will come and uh, and ask for the money. But when he is calculating his zakat, he counts as if those debts, that money that's owed to him, he counts it as if it's there and he pays zakat on it. Other than نَخْتِم it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you all brothers and sisters for your good attendance and your good listening. And we ask Allah to reward Shaykh Khalid for presenting this very important issue in regards to zakat and a question that many people ask in regards to the wealth of the uh, orphans and as well when it comes to the issue of debt and zakat. Uh, Insha'Allah, we'll see you all tomorrow at the same time in the live program on Al Bayan Radio. Jazakum Allah Khairan wa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alaihi Wasallam. Wassalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.
0: قدم لكم هذا البرنامج